Welcome to the Teach Me Lit podcast. I'm Sophie Tuvey and I love talking about books and helping you to revise for English literature and go deeper in the texts you're studying. I'm looking today at three poems from the WJC Literature Poetry Anthology and we're looking at the theme of memories. Um, this is the theme for this year's control assessment task. So we're looking at Jugged here from father to son and his father singing. Now I've got a couple of ideas for potential questions. Um, one could be about Jugged here and from father to son being about memories of a parent which create mixed emotions um, and compare the way the poets present these memories. Uh, looking at um, from father to son uh, and his father singing, you could look at the presentation of the, the memory of the father and how the poets uh, present those memories. You could also look at Jugged here and his father singing um, about memories of a parent from the persona's childhood and compare the way they present these memories. So those are the kind of ideas and the themes that we've been considering. Now, a big part of success in this task is about being able to develop your points from a shallow level of analysis to a deep and then a profound level. So a student who says there's a simile in this poem and then there's a simile in this poem, it's quite a shallow level of analysis that they're giving you. So the key to success is to find a really meaningful point of connection between the poems that you can develop then with textual support and analysis of the techniques of the poet within the quotations that you use. So let's have a go at discussing some different points. Both poems use a persona who is distanced from their parent. Now, I think this is a really this is a really good point to develop further because you could use a number of the poems to um, relate to this one. In Jugged Hair, the persona of the poem is the daughter and she's talking about a memory of her mother preparing this dish of the hair for her father. It's interesting, though, in that poem, it's not a particularly positive memory because her mother's slightly traumatised by the whole process. Um, but the, the daughter doesn't seem particularly close to either parent. Um, the daughter in the poem is a bit of a, an outside observer. And because she's a child, she doesn't even fully understand what she's even seeing. So she comments on um, the way she's watched her mother um, strengthening herself, oh fortitude, in order to prepare the hair um, for the father. She is the one that the mother... Um, gives the, the heart of the hair for her to toss to the cat. But apart from that one odd line, there isn't really any interaction between the mother and the daughter. It's more the daughter observing what the mother goes through. In terms of the father, we get even less. Um, the father is this distant figure in the poem who we presume he's the one who's shot the hair, uh, which I don't, I don't think gives us a very favourable impression of him. Um, and we know that the mother is 
preparing this dish, even though she doesn't really want to, in order to please the father. Um, so again, that, that's not particularly um, positive either. Um, it feels kind of selfish for him to ask her to do that. The father at the end of the poem um, is asleep and unaware when his wife is crying. So again, that gives us a sense of a lack of emotional connection between the two parents and a lack of understanding on the father's part that there's anything wrong in this situation or in his marriage or in his relationship. But the daughter, she believes that her mother is crying um, because of the hair, she says. And that kind of shows the childish naivety that she doesn't see that there may be more that the mother's upset about than just the hair. Um, and the end, the poem ends on this kind of note of, in years later, I understood this kind of note of, um, with experience, the daughter grows up and perhaps then understands. Now, it would be good to explore why she suddenly starts to understand um, when she's older. Is it because she herself has to go through the same cycle of sacrifice, uh, laying aside her own desires um, within marriage? We don't, we don't really know. We're not really given uh, clarity on this in the poem. But it's the, it does seem that um, she never really gets close to the mother or the father. Now, if you were then to look at From Father to Son, you've got a poem where the um, persona is constantly trying to push away the memory of the father. Um, and it kind of reminds me of a ghost story where the ghost keeps haunting him. Um, it won't leave him alone. Um, and initially, when you read the poem, when it, when it says, you know, there's no limit to the amount of times your father can appear, immediately we may think of this positively. Um, you know, oh, it's so great. You know, you can always remember those those good times. But because the poem isn't focused on good times, it does make it more of a kind of um, bad omen that the, the father's ghost keeps appearing and won't go away. Um, and I wonder about why that is. The son hasn't gone through the full process of grief to really accept what has happened um i think he's still in denial which is like one of the first stages um and so when the, the memory of the father keeps appearing he just pushes it away he, he doesn't actually deal with it and he doesn't um resolve the situation um now it leaves the reader feeling quite uncomfortable in both poems because there's nothing more uncomfortable for a reader than being shown a relationship that is dysfunctional so as a reader, we look at, you know, this unhappy marriage in jugged hair, um, the parents not really understanding each other, the, the daughter not understanding either. And the poem doesn't leave us with any real resolution apart from the fact that one day, yeah, the daughter will grow up and then she will understand, which isn't that reassuring. And equally in From Father to Son, we don't really want to read about an estranged relationship that never gets resolved. It leaves us feeling unsatisfied at the end of the poem because he didn't actually speak to his father. He didn't take the opportunity to connect with his father. And we wonder why. And we kind of feel like he's made the wrong choice. We wish that he could do it all over again. But that is obviously um, the poignancy of death is that you don't get another chance um, to redo things differently. 
So I think both poems show a persona who's distanced from their parent and it makes the reader feel profoundly moved and uncomfortable and perhaps brings up emotions that the reader might have towards their own parents um, in, a, in a really profound way. Now, um, another point would be um, to think about his father singing is the way that in this poem, again, there's a distance between the persona and the father figure. The father is comforting the baby, uh, which is the persona's younger brother. And there's a sense in which there's that note of envy as the persona maybe perhaps wishes the father was bestowing all this affection on him instead of the baby. There's no mother figure in the poem. Um, she's not part of that picture, which really um, zooms in on the father relationship. But again, we've got a situation here where the father's singing and he doesn't really know why or what it's about, but he just knows that someone should be listening. The boy understands that the father's act of singing is a cry for help, perhaps in a society that doesn't hear his voice, um, in a society that doesn't, doesn't value him. Um, and that, that's going to be an, a class issue, maybe, of a working class man, a labourer who feels like he's been forgotten. Um, in a post-war generation. Um, but it's interesting that, again, the persona has got that distanced and doesn't fully understand what's going on. I think it's also fair to say that all three poems force the reader to question the validity of the memory, because we all know that memories are suspect. They are not entirely reliable. Um, and I think as we look at the bias of the daughter in Jugged Hair, She's clearly more on the side of her mother, maybe because she's female, maybe because she spent more time inside the house with the mother. Um, but it definitely seems to be more of the mother's story and perspective in that poem than the father's. Um, and, and yet we know that memory is so affected by our relationships with people. And if we have an estranged relationship with someone, it's going to colour or filter our memories of them. And the same thing with the father poems, his father singing and from father to son, we could question, um, you know, what was the real story of the relationship in from father to son? The fact that the title of the poem, from father to son, sounds like a legacy, um, it leads us to think that maybe there were positive things that the father was going to leave with him. We just can't see them yet in the stage of grief that he's at. And in his father singing, um, we could question the validity of his perception of, you know, oh, he never sang to me. Um, maybe that's a kind of selective remembrance. Um, it's good to question these kind of things and unpick the layers between what the poet is suggesting and what the persona is showing us. And I think poems want us to explore those different layers. You could also say that the all of the poems um, evoke the confusion of a child's limited perception. Um, the fact that um, we don't have perfect understanding when we're young. And so that does affect our interpretation of events. Um, and so these are all ways in which you can make meaningful exploration of the key issues in these three poems. If you've enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful, please hit subscribe and share it with a friend. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Teach Me Lit. 
I'm always open to requests, so if you want me to talk about a text you're studying, get in touch. Thank you for listening. See you next time on the Teach Me Lit podcast.